Hello and welcome to the Self-Improvement Book Club with Rachel. Today's book is a good old classic, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Now there is seven habits in this book and I am only going to go through one at a time because I think this is a rich, wonderful book. Why it's one of the most popular self-help books is because it's great, right? There's so much good content in it. Now, because I have read so many books on self-help, uh, one thing I do know and I've, I think I've learned is we can't change everything all at once. We have to make small changes and build upon that. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint when we change ourselves, when we truly, truly change ourselves. So with that spirit in mind, I'm going to chunk out these habits and tell you to please, if you're going to make some changes, be kind to yourself. Try not to make too many changes at once. Once you've mastered a change or you feel like it's become a true habit, like it's automatic, you don't have to think about it, then you can move on to the next change. So keep growing, keep changing, but don't try to do everything at once. So this is why I'm going to take this book slow. I don't know if I'm going to do it week after week in order, but eventually I will get all the seven habits out. And just just as a reminder, this is, again, one of the most well-known, popular, most read self-help books out there, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And the habits go like this. Number one, be proactive. Number two, begin with the end in mind. Number three, put first things first. Number four, think win-win. And number five, seek to understand first before making yourself understood. Number six, learn to synchronize. Number seven, sharpen the saw. So again, I'm not going to go through all seven today, but I'm going to focus on number one, which is to be proactive. Now, if I'm going to reference another book, one thing I learned from Elastic Habits is that anytime we're trying to change our habits, we should not try to change more than three things at once because that is too much. So this book is excellent. It gives us seven habits, but we shouldn't try to change all of that at once. All right, I'm going to get off my, my little soapbox and talk about habit number one, which is to be proactive. I think we all know what being proactive means, but it's more than just taking initiative. In the book, proactive means taking responsibility for your life. And this means external factors or people have the ability to cause you pain. They sure do but your inner character doesn't need to be damaged. What matters most is how you respond to these experiences. For example, proactive individuals focus on their efforts on the things they can change, where reactive people focus their efforts on the areas in their lives which they have absolutely no control. So one way you can think of this is to identify your circle of influence and control. The author defines our circle of 
influence as the things that we can control and our circle of concerns as the things we cannot control. So once you know what you can and can't control, then you can focus your energy on the things that matter the most. So as you may know, I'm a therapist, so I hear a lot of people talk about their worries. What if this happens? What if that happens? You know, what if, what if, what if? And a lot of it is valid, valid concerns. We all struggle with anxiety from time to time and different people might feel anxiety in different places. But if you have a party coming up that's outside and you're really worrying about is it going to storm or is it going to be sunny or what's going to happen during the party? Am I going to interact with people, have fun? Like all these worries are are coming up, right? So oftentimes I ask my client like, okay, what's in your control bucket and what's not in your control bucket? So just some examples of things we cannot control, unfortunately, are the weather, other people's thoughts and actions. Now we can influence people, but we cannot control them. So influence and control are two different things. We can't control the past, although our mind sometimes tries again and again to rewrite history or wish that we took this action instead of that action. But when you find yourself caught up in these thoughts about the past, just gently remind your brain you can't control that. The future you cannot control. You cannot control other people's opinion of you. So things you can control, your own thoughts and actions, your own attitude, your own efforts, your goals, and how you learn and grow. So pro tip here is when you are overthinking or in that bout of anxiety, get out of pen and paper, write down areas you can control, areas you can't control. Maybe you figure out your values and go towards what is most important to you. So if it's having a good time at that party that's going to be outside and it's raining, well, maybe we can have a backup plan with a tent. We can control that, right? Uh, yes, it may cost us more money, but if it's that important, or we have a backup plan where we go inside, but maybe what's most important to me is I connect with the people at the party. So how can you be more present? How can you listen and, and really have that great time? that you want. Therefore, doing this exercise of writing down your thoughts, you're starting to take responsibility for your thoughts and actions. So you're sifting through those automatic thoughts or that monkey mind that kind of gets into that overthinking without realizing, oh, I'm in this state of anxiety or I'm in this trail of thinking that's not really helping me. My personal stance is we do not have control of some of the thoughts that pop up at first, but we do have control of recognizing our thoughts and then changing those into something more helpful. So Stephen Covey says, do not blame other people for your problems. Instead, take responsibility for where you can control your own thoughts and actions and choose to respond in a positive way which takes a little bit, in my opinion, getting out of that 
victim mentality, which is sometimes easier to be in because, hey, it's not our fault we're here, right? Someone else did this to me or someone else is the reason why I feel this way, which it's true. People do things to us that are awful and sometimes hurtful, but where can you go from there if you are hurt, if you did have someone maybe backstab you at work or anything like that, how can you pivot from that victim mentality into, hey, I'm taking responsibility for my own thoughts and actions? Well, to get out of that victim mentality, just like with Alcoholic Anonymous, the first thing you have to do is admit you have a problem. Like, hey, I'm recognizing I'm in victim mentality and it's not helping me. So that means paying attention to the damage it's causing you. It's not about what the other person did to you anymore. It's about now, how do I get out of this pattern? And really see the destruction it may be causing some of your relationships or your productivity. Like, do you get caught up in these thoughts and then you stop living your life or doing things you want to do? So again, first recognizing it is such an essential step because you could be so stuck in this belief system that you think, I have every right to be here, but it's only, again, hurting you. And then you can start to move into, are there people I need to forgive? Now, a little word on forgiveness. This does not mean excusing their behavior because it probably was pretty horrid and unacceptable, right? It's about forgiving them so you can get them out of your brain, out of your energy field, and then you can be free to live the life that you deserve and that you want, right? So (laughs) resentment or hating someone is like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die, right? It only hurts you to keep this anger inside of you. Now, I think you have to feel the anger, let the anger out. Um, you know, process it all, the grief, everything else. But again, by by letting this person out of your thoughts and mind, it really will free you up to look at your own life and what you want from it. And if necessary, forgive yourself for any wrongdoings you did, right? If there's something that comes up in the past that you did or you feel bad about, can you let that go? Can you forgive yourself? And this is my personal opinion, but I think having a meditation or a prayer practice really helps. One of my favorites is to do the love and kindness meditation which is essentially wishing love and kindness to yourself, to a good friend, to to a stranger, and then it goes into someone that you don't like. So although this practice sounds hard, it's actually great to give compassion not only to yourself, people you love, but also someone in this world that you may not particularly care for. So this could be a slow way to let go and just feel better and get out of that victim mentality so you can be proactive as one of the habits in the highly effective persons book. Um, Again, I love this book so much. When I reread it, I was like, wow, Stephen Covey, you really nailed everything that we should be doing 
on the head. But again, I don't think you should do it all at once. So we're focusing on habit number one. <laughs> and some other things that you can do to make proactive a habit is to set goals and take action. So if you want to achieve something, you need to set a goal and take some action towards what you want to happen. So don't just wait for things to happen to you, make them happen. For example, if you have a goal to start your own Etsy shop because you're creative and you like crafts, well, let's break it down into what steps do I have to take? I probably have to open an account. I have to start putting pictures of my creations up on Etsy. I have to price out what I'm going to sell these things for. So you kind of chunk it down and take bite-sized steps towards your goal. And before you know it, you're selling these cute little crafts on Etsy. And that's because you made things happen step by step. Another thing is to be persistent. Don't give up on your goals even when things get tough. So let's say you're selling crafts on Etsy and sales aren't going so well. So you're like, well, maybe people just don't want what I have to sell. That may not be true. It could just be that you need to advertise in the right places or think of a marketing strategy. So even though things aren't going your way, learn from it, pivot, and keep going till you reach your destination. So being proactive is a habit that takes time and practice to develop. And there are some additional things you could do to be more proactive. And that is to start small. Again, don't try to change everything overnight. Hey, you're a work in progress. Chip away at that statue you want to create, that beautiful David or whatever. Maybe you're not a David. Maybe you're something else. But you're going to chip away at that beautiful statue and make changes in your life. And they're going to gradually build up to bigger changes. Please, please believe in yourself. Believe you can change Believe that you're worth it. Believe you're worth a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chance. Even if you haven't done things in the past to be proactive, who says you can't do it now? Things change. Another good tip is to find a mentor who can help you along your journey. So if we're going back to wanting to start an Etsy shop, do you have someone you know that started their own business? Can you talk to them? Can they give you tips? Can you go to them for advice so that you're inspired to keep going and climbing and getting up that mountain? So here's a really good tip that I love. Read books and articles. What better way to better yourself than to feed your brain things that you want to learn about, ways in which you want to grow? So there are many great books and articles on the subject that you want to personally develop. Starting to read about them is step one, right? Information in does not mean we're making changes. That's just the first step. I personally think you have to read things several times to really really gain the knowledge. And then you have to actually apply it to your life. That's the hard part, right? We can learn all this stuff and not actually apply it. And that's where we have to get really uncomfortable and get out of our comfort zone. 
and apply these things. And then finally, practicing positive self-talk. The way you talk to yourself matters. And this is something I'm constantly working on because I can be pretty mean to myself, but it has a big impact on your behavior. So if you're constantly talking negatively to yourself, you're more likely to give up on your goals. Instead, focus on your strengths and abilities because we all have them, right? We all have strengths and talk to yourself in positive ways instead of beating yourself up for your weaknesses, which again, we all have weaknesses, but focus on what you're good at. And maybe you can even outsource those weaknesses, right? If you find you need help with details, maybe you can get a friend or a loved one to help you with the details of your project. Have them talk you through it. That goes back to finding a mentor. So just keep going. Be proactive. It's a journey. Stephen Covey hit this on the head. It's a journey, not a destination. So it's a process when you learn and grow. And don't look back on your former self that wasn't in the growth process and beat up on that person. They didn't know what they didn't know. And as you grow and learn, just enjoy that process. So I hope you have enjoyed um, a little bit of a deep dive into habit one of the seven habits of highly effective people. And I hope you join me next week for the next book. And I will also finish the habits, maybe not in a weekly series, but eventually I will eventually I'm not going to give up eventually I will finish doing the podcast on all the different habits so that we can deep dive more into one at a time so keep reading keep growing you're worth it have a great day